0: Podcast. I am your host, Kirk Kinsey, by myself tonight. Josh is unable to make it, uh, and I'm here to talk about the 3-1 loss to the Galaxy in the Open Cup. Um, this is not something that's uncommon with this team. It's something that happens with frightening frequency, I would say, where LAFC simply cannot get the job done against the Galaxy. Um, a lot of fans like to try and troll the galaxy online by saying, oh yeah, five to three, there's the famous picture of, of Ibrahimovic walking under the five to three scoreboard as he exits the field in the playoffs a couple of years back. Or we like to talk about the, the six, two win in MLS's back, but that's it. And this rivalry is extremely one-sided. LAFC still have not won at Carson. Um, And every time they play the Galaxy, they seem to be out of sorts, out of ideas, and almost as if they don't want to be there half the time. Um, Tonight, they you... We end up seeing an early substitution for for Carlos Vela. Um, More on him later, but he comes out around the 20th minute. Opoku comes in for him, and he goes down 30 seconds later and looks as if he might need a sub. He was able to play the rest of the game. Kudos to him for for sticking it out. Um, Then there's a collision shortly after that with Chicharito undercutting um, Diego Palacios, who has to come out. And suddenly this game l- looks like it's just see if LAFC can hold on for as long as humanly possible. Uh, at that point, you had Danny Musovski on the left wing, Opoku on the right wing, Sebastian Ibeaga at right back, and Kellen Acosta had to move to left back, so Blessing could come in and play in the midfield when Palacios came off. So you have no starters playing any of the outside positions. And it is a reminder that this team, despite some quality signings in the last transfer window, is far from complete. Um, LAFC's midfield, after that was completely inefficient there was hardly any production from the fullback positions uh forced the center backs to do a lot I mean to be perfectly honest Galaxy were more than content to play in a mid block and to just let Mario have all the ball that he wanted um and so you see him on the ball waiting 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 and he'll, you know, he started to cautiously step forward sometimes and drive the ball. And even then, he'd get past the the two strikers. They were as Galaxy were in a 4 4 2. He'd dribble right past him, and the strikers wouldn't even put any pressure on him. They would just keep marking everybody else and make him make a decision. And as we all know, that's not going to be enough. Jesus Murillo is not the playmaker for LAFC. Um, <laughs> Obviously. Um, So it just, uh, again, Galaxy are more than content to let LAFC come at them, and LAFC can never put it together against Galaxy. It's just maddening how poor they play against them. To me, uh, if you catch me at my most honest when discussing LAFC it is because they do not play well in the big games what they do well is good for the stat sheet it's good for predictable wins over time it's good for good football on average week in and week out that's what you get that's why they're first place in the in the league but in knockout competitions in the mls playoffs um they almost did it in CCL. They almost did it. But we saw how one car, one red card to Edward Atuesta was ultimately their undoing there because they just weren't quite deep enough. Um, and you see it again. You, we saw it in year one in the Open Cup. Losing to, I think it was Houston that year, Portland another year, right? Um, they do not... Perform at the same level in big knockout games. That's just the way it is. Um, again, CCL they went on a on a great run there. Uh, they had you know, they rattled off three big wins over Liga MX teams, um, but that was also during the pandemic when things were kind of weird, um, and they were playing in empty stadiums. And it, I mean, I guess not León, right? León they came home and they they had that big 3-0 win at home. Um, but man, big games continue to be a problem for LAFC. And in this one, you have the fact that it's El Trafico and it's also a knockout game in the open cup and it's just never good enough from LAFC in those types of situations. Um, let's get into some of the, some of the details here. Sebastian Ibeaga starts it right back. At this point, I mean, I, I don't really know who you're supposed to start there. Would I start Ibeaga there? No, I wouldn't. If it were up to me, it would be Latif Blessing starting it right back. And you would have Mario and Fall and Palacios on the other side. Um, I don't understand the fascination with just keeping somebody on the bench because he's a good sub. I get it. I, 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 it's highly effective when Sifu comes off and Blessing comes in, or Blessing comes off, and Sifu steps in. But when you have to sub somebody out like that, or I guess not when you have to sub somebody out. In this case, it's when you're out of right out of, out of right backs. When you're down to your fourth or fifth center back coming into play right back man, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. Um, Josh and I have talked about the fact that when Mario came from Colombia, um, that he was billed as both a center back and a right back, and we, that's a position we haven't seen him play. We've also talked about the fact that he's not he's not the greatest passer. I don't know that I want to see Murillo running down the right flank uh, and trying to play make. Um, I don't think that's the right bet. It's just interesting to me that this position is still filled the way that it is. And what I mean by that is for so long, for so long, it's been these hybrid players, right back, center back, left back and a right back. People are playing inverted. Uh, Marco Farfan is a lefty or I can't remember exactly which way that was, Uh Going back to 2020, Mohamed El-Muñir was playing right back a bunch, like, and he was extremely left-footed. Um, I Josh talks about it a lot. Beta Shore left, and man, we have not had an answer. Franco Escobar looks incredible when he does play, but this is like his second or third time hurt already this year. Hollingshead looks good at left back, that is. I think he's fine at right back. I think we've given up a lot of goals this season uh, because of him at right back, but I think he's better than Ibeaga for sure. Um, So Ibeaga there drives me kind of crazy. You all know that I'm not a big proponent of a three-man back line, but that that has entered my mind here. Why not just go to three-man back line? And then play Latif at right wing back if you're worried about it. Um, I, I man, I I do not know. I it's weird, it's weird. I I don't understand why Latif doesn't play there. I thought he he looked good when he played there a couple of years ago, spot filling. Because again, going back years, that's who used to be the emergency right back. Because this position has never been staffed, and I don't know if at this point we can say that there's any competitive advantage to rostering just you know a couple Swiss army knives that can do the job there because this position continues to be a problem um i mean think about all the people that we've had back there names that you've probably long forgotten i mean just last year we had Tristan Blackman right uh who who was the the uh egyptian player Right, uh, Gaber, he was here in the first year. Um, man, I mean, just there's uh, Shaq. What was his name? I can't remember his last name now. Um, but there's you know, there's all these guys that have come in and washed out, and I feel like it's because LAFC continues to play games at these positions. Um, and for me, it's just you know, I, I think they they made their The right type of move and going for somebody like like Holling said, and now he's injured. So, I sure what are you going to do? But this team, just like last year, has injuries start to mount up, and it's just you realize how thin this roster is. Uh, Moving into the midfield, as soon as you take Acosta out and he has to go play left back, now you now you are back to that same midfield of Sifu and Blessing, and that's never going to be enough to create anything. Oh, and by the way, a was on the right. And I think at this point, well, it hadn't happened yet, but, uh, Brian Rodriguez came in at, at halftime, but you still had, when they first came in, you still had Musavsky on the left and he was a disaster. Uh, couldn't get on the ball. Couldn't stay on the ball. Couldn't connect passes. No threat at all. Um, this man is the third option, should be the third option striker for LAFC. And he's starting game after game after game at left wing because we're out of players because Rodriguez is hurt, because uh, Apoku isn't necessarily a starter, and now Vela's hurt. As soon as Rodriguez gets back, so this team, this team is uh, is struggling. Talking about Carlos Vela, um, we've seen him come out injured in a handful of these games against against Galaxy. I am not accusing him of maling of lingering. What I think is that he's a bit injury prone at this point. Or when he feels a slight pull or you know gets a little knock, he's he doesn't mind coming out of the game. Um so now he's off. And if he's out for an extended period of time, this ought to be the end. And it's harsh, and it's kind of scary because he's been the guy for LAFC since the beginning, right? He's the one. Um, we've seen him do incredible, incredible things, but that feels like a long time ago now. And for a guy who was the highest play, the highest paid player in the league was eventually surpassed and kind of fell off a bit in terms of performance, then was injured in and out with injury, in and out, in and out, in and out again. Um, I don't know that you extend him again. Because if we're still goofing around with this, with these injuries, then you can't count on him, especially on a team like LAFC where everybody's hurt. You need somebody more dependable than this. Um, so it's that is a that is a tough decision to have to make, but if that ink hasn't hasn't hit the paper yet, if his signature's not on that contract, I think LAFC need to seriously consider abandoning ship here and and moving on, and just building around what you have, bringing a couple more pieces. You all know exactly what Josh and I feel. About that, if you've listened to this show before, uh, number one priority is a DP attacking midfielder, so you don't have to play the combination of Tifu and and Blessing. And our preference would actually be that you have Ilié and Acosta, and then whichever attacking mid designated player you bring in, they absolutely need a right back. And at this point. I don't know that you can just go with a replacement level right back because Hollings had hurt, and he was your your swing guy, right? He got a couple minutes today, but he's you can see him with this giant white knee brace on. Franco Escobar didn't even dress tonight. Uh, Palacios is now hurt. So this is a guy who's probably going to see significant minutes. So you can't just scoop up somebody like you did last year in Sebastian Ubiaga because he's not good enough. He's not good enough to play center back or right back uh, in this league. Um, so it's it's tough. What I will say is Chiellini's coming in. So again, maybe, maybe that moves Murillo out to right back or Segura if he ever comes back from injury. Maybe it moves one of those two guys out. Uh, I did not. I was not a big fan of the Mamadou fall experiment at, at right back. We talked about that in the uh, Columbus postgame show. Um, But there are are some holes. There are some flaws in this roster. And we see again, if a few guys go down, the dam breaks and it's all over. Uh, LAFC were outdone uh, on on the counterattack today. The first one is a ball that uh, it's the first bit of attacking prowess that is shown Brian Rodriguez is able to get down the left wing, plays a ball in. I think, I think it's kind of played on by Acosta. Finds his way to Chicho, who isn't really able to make anything out of it. Just kind of like bounces off of him and into the keeper's arms. And Klinsman comes right out, throws it back into play. And I think it's are running down the, his own left wing. Right at Ibeaga. Um, and everybody's just scrambling. The, the whole team was pushed forward for that attack, trying to get Embers forward. And not everybody recovers in time. Kevin Cabral is the second runner. Ball goes past Chicho, uh, Chicharito, and Cabral slots it home. Not too long after that, Ilya is trying to make way too much out of a play in the other box, goes down looking for a foul, and the counterattack is on again. Blessing can't catch up. Blessing doesn't foul. Um, when he definitely should have balls played on by Cabral to, I don't remember who it was. And then on to Chicharito, boom, another goal. And then at that point, it's all, it's over once they're up two goals with only, you know, 65, 70 minutes to get or with that, uh, you know, 20, 25 minutes left on the clock. It's over. They end up getting a third goal. Um, again, coming from Abiaga's side and, um, LAFC so were able to to snag one at the end. I, I'm still not sure. I think it was credited to Chicho. It kind of looked like it was Hollingshead. I'm not sure what the score sheet says at this point, or if it's it'll be corrected. But it's one of the two of them, good ball comes in from Cifuentes says, Galaxy are kind of just content to let things happen at that point because they're up three nothing with not a whole lot of time to go. Um. So, uh, it's tough. It's when, when teams sit in and they're just kind of in this mid block four, four, two, and you know, they're going to counter attack. You've got to be smarter with the ball and you've got to be better at defending in transition. But again, who are your outside backs that are going to help defend on the wings? Sebastian Ibeaga and Kellen Acosta at that point. That's a lot to ask from both of them. again, Sebastian Ibeaga is your fourth or fifth center back on this team. And Kellen Acosta is one of your starting midfielders who's got to deputize there. It's not fair to either one of them to have to do that. Um, man, just supremely frustrating. Um, I thought on the first goal, Kripo probably could have got and it got out on that cross. Um, I thought he was in position to cut out that cross and didn't. It's tough to it's tough. It's, I mean, in that kind of situation, it's tough to um to go too hard on him. But uh I would I wouldn't say this team is done for. Their first place in all of MLS. And they lost a game in a different competition tonight. But it was a game where they started everybody that they could. Uh Anybody that was a starter started, right? Uh, and then they spot-filled everywhere else. Um, and again, it's, it's a knockout game that you clearly wanted to win, and it's against the Galaxy, and you come away with a loss. Last week, I tweeted out that LAFC were in trouble um, based on the performances that we had seen, the draw to Philadelphia at home, the loss to Austin, and then they go on the road and they're able to steal a game against Columbus in which they really didn't play well. Darlington Nagby kind of gifted them two goals um, and they ended up winning, which is good. Just win on the road, right? But it didn't erase the fact that this team has looked really poor in the last week and a half, two weeks. And they, they're they going to have to dig themselves out of this. Um, hopefully, hopefully the side, you know, Palacios can come back soon. Hopefully, Hollingshead getting some minutes tonight is a positive sign. Maybe he can start. Um I'm not sure when is gonna get here. <laughs> uh I don't I don't know that I don't know exactly how that contract works because I know he was a free agent, basically. So I don't know if he can just come straight over or if he has to wait for the transfer window. Uh I'm not sure how those details work. But um even still, he doesn't solve the problem of who plays right back, who plays left back, who plays attacking mid, who's playing on the wing if Vela's hurt. Um, because if that's the case, you, you're you back to Rodriguez starting on one side, Chicho through the middle, Opoku on the uh, on the right. And now you have no attacking subs except for Danny Musovsky, who has been completely ineffective unless we're flat-tracking somebody. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. Um, So, again, it's not the end of the season. It's the end of the Open Cup run. That's it. Um, Still in first place in MLS. Still have pieces that they can work with. But there are things that need to happen. And signing at least one DP in the summer is a necessity. And right now, with the information that we have with Vela headed to the injury report again, it looks like two DPs for me. Whether or not they do that, I don't, I don't know. We will, we'll see. We'll see what JT has up his sleeve. But if it were me, I would be seriously considering taking the extension off the table at this point. Um, lastly, Chicho. I think Chicho's in a tough spot because he is not a guy who's going to create on his own. He's not Chicharito where he's just a poacher who just needs a ball in behind or a rebound to finish away. He's, he, he's just going to use superior movement to get open, but he is a guy who's, who's needs to be on that final pass and he's going to do his job. Um, but him coming back into the midfield, trying to create, it's just not, that's not who he is. He tries and he's okay ish at it, I guess, but that's, it's not his game. It's just not. So if the plan is to play him as a false nine, man, I, I, I don't see it. And that's probably why he wasn't starting there to begin the year, even though, you know, there were the rumblings of an injury and whatever. But I mean, Carlos was the guy starting at the false nine there uh, at the beginning of the season. Uh, I don't think that's Chicho's game. Uh, So he's going to need better service from the midfield. And we're not going to get that until until that changes. Um, regarding LAFC and Galaxy, again, we have the LAFC fans have no room to talk at all. Like the the Galaxy run that rivalry at this point, and Raheem Edwards can talk as much as he wants. And LAFC just has to take it because they are 100% right uh, because they own it. And it's really frustrating. Um, but that's the way it is until they do it on the field. Everybody just needs to shut their mouths uh, because it's just not. Uh, they it's It's theirs. It's theirs. And everybody should be frustrated about that. And everybody should be vocal about being done with losing to Galaxy, um, especially there. So uh, I thought LAFC uh, and any player that was involved in the scrum afterward just needed to get out the field because there's uh, you've already you've already been blown away by by Galaxy, and now you're just standing around trying to take cheap you know cheap shots at people. Uh, just get out the field. There's, there's no point in it at all. Um, with all that, we're going to move on. Um, again, it is not the end of the season. There's still plenty of, there's still plenty of runway in this season. Uh, but what I will say is it does not look like any of the roster moves that LAFC have, has made are going to help when it comes to the playoffs. Unless it's purely an injury thing, which was the excuse last year too. And I get it. Injuries happen. Just sometimes there's nothing you can do. Uh, but this team is not deep. And the one thing, the one thing that I will say about that is everybody that you want to bring in uh, to, to fill for these injuries is speculative, right? Opoku comes in for Vela, He's a young speculative player, looks really promising. he's done some great things, but it's speculation on where that's going on what kind of performance you're going to get, right? Uh, even Cifuentes and blessing in a lot of ways are, are speculative in what they're going to do and what they're going to be able to provide, especially in the attack. Um, yeah, man. Danny Musovsky, speculative. We've seen him do it in USL. Can he do it in MLS consistently? I think we know the answer, right? Uh, So there's a lot of speculative people behind these starters that are going down hurt. Janela is another one, right? So there's just not a whole lot you can count on. All right. Let's uh, get into some comments. The comments are always fun after losing to the Galaxy, and since we do it so often, we get to do it a lot. All right. At YoYotore, I hate the Galaxy and I hate their lame fans. This team needs to feel the same mentality and play more aggressive. I don't think they feel the same way. I don't think they really understand what it means to us fans. I don't know. I mean, they were, they were heated. I mean, they were heated. Uh, Mamadou fall. I thought was going to get himself in a lot of trouble because he was being held back by multiple players. Um, now what I will say is I don't know if they are personally embarrassed or embarrassed for the team or, or what I, I don't know. Um, or just frustrated with losing, or if somebody said something, but uh, that thirty two fifty two goes down to Carson every single match, and all Galaxy can do is break into their LA Galaxy chant. That's all they can do to try and drown him out. So the thirty two fifty two travels and brings it at that place, and LAFC never does. Never. Uh, he continues here. Changes need to happen in the back line soon. I mean, I, again, uh, by all accounts, uh, Chiellini's done, deal was done today. So he'll be coming. Segura's got to come back. Segura's got to come back. And they've got to add more depth at fullback. Um, Because, man, <laughs> Franco Escobar is injured all the time. Brilliant when he's on the field, but he gets injured all the time. It's it would seem. Uh, Daniel Calvillo, uh, Calvillo Junior, Calvillo, I should say, uh, six point at six point four. This one hurt a little extra. Yeah, it always hurts. It always hurts losing to galaxy because this one always means something, right? You can never just write this one off as ah, it's an open cup ah, it's a midseason game ah doesn't really matter because it does it matters every single time no matter what the stakes on the table are it matters every single time and even when Galaxy are having bad seasons and I mean bad seasons they find a way to win against LAFC and I think that's why it always hurts so bad because again LAFC is built for consistent performance, to play consistent football that by the numbers is going to produce good results over the long run. But in these big games, Galaxy have their number. So it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Justin33w. I asked last week, and I'll ask again, how does paying TAM money uh, to Chiellini fix us being scored on the counter every game? Please explain how that signing is a good idea. Spend that TAM on a forward. We got USL talent uh, playing too much minutes. Spend the DP on a 10 slash blessingslash slash Sifu upgrade. Um, I can't remember exactly how I answered, uh, but what I will say, is I have no idea how much TAM LAFC has. They might have enough to make this worthwhile. Um, they might be looking at another deal for, we know that they've had deals for Mario in place. Uh, America was coming looking for him. At, they wanted to pay like a million for him. Uh, Mamadou Fall is going to move at some point. Um, Segura might be, he might be really hurt. I don't know. Uh, they have a ton of money spent on Daniel Henry. I think he's making like $450,000 a year. Plus he uses an international spot. Um, so hopefully, you know, hopefully bringing Chiellini, they can they can offload one or maybe even two of those guys between Ibeaga and whoever. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I do agree that they need better attackers. They need better midfielders. They desperately, desperately need to upgrade the midfield. And I'm not talking, again, you guys all know this, but I'll go over it one more time. I'm not talking about Kellen Acosta or Ilya. I'm talking about an, a massive upgrade that can produce in the final third consistently mm-hmm. at a DP level for Sifu and Blessing. Because... Those guys in the final third are just not enough to pull this team forward. I think we're seeing just how much Carlos did when he was healthy in 2019, and just how much he did in CCL, because that man did it on his own with Mark Anthony K and and Latif Blessing behind him. Uh, and when we think back to that season, right? 34 goals, and what did we decide it was? 15 assists, right? Because he had he had 49 total um, out of the 84 goals that they scored. That's not a good midfield. That's you know all those assists aren't coming from the midfield. They're coming from the the goals and assists are coming from Carlos. Uh, And granted, you had Atuesta there, and he he had plenty of assists that season, but that's where the offense was coming from. And who was it on the other side? Diego Rossi, right? So all the offense really came from those two. So I think they had the luxury of having one of these midfields that just pressed and pressed and pressed and pressed as opposed to somebody that could actually break a team down and and create. And we Mm -hmm. saw the limitations of that when Seattle that year took away Diego Rossi and Carlos Vela by sitting in a 4-2-3-1 and putting both the midfielder a defensive midfielder and a fullback on each of those guys and double teaming them the entire game. Um man, tough. Lionel Hutz at from cheap seat. Uh actually, let me see if there's anything else I need to get to from Justin here. Um so yeah. Keelini, I think he does help maybe solidify the back line. Uh I'm 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 not I'm still not positive that. Jesus Murillo should be starting every game. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm fine with them signing more forwards and and midfielders. Um, Okay, back to Lionel Hutz. From Cheap Seat, Dolo deserves the blame for this one. Ipeaga, right back, was a disaster. Limited any ability to attack up that side of the field. Couldn't defend in open space. I just don't know what he was thinking. Is this another example of a player who shines in training? It might be. It might be an example um, there's one player that I pick on specifically because I've seen him tweeted about, about being fast and that's Danny Musovsky. And I remember seeing a tweet, uh, you from somebody in the know, you'd be surprised who the fastest player is. And it was pretty clear that it were, they were talking about Musovsky uh, being the fastest player or something like that. And it's like, bro, just watch the game. We can see it with our own eyes in the game. I don't need to know what his 40 time is, right? Uh, How many wide receivers come into the NFL with a fast 40 time and can't put it together on the field? Because it's different. It's not just about speed when you play this sport. You have to be able to control the ball at that speed. You have to be able to finish at that speed. You have to be able to pick your head up and find other players to support your attack all at speed. And... It's just not enough. So maybe maybe Ibeaga really does shine. My guess on this one, uh, Lionel Hutz, is that they're out of options, and they don't know what to do. And Mamadou Fall looked really poor at right back as well against Columbus. Um, but I do agree, like, bad in the attack, no speed, got absolutely torched uh, on two of the goals uh, they, the Galaxy scored. And the thing is, is, we knew, we knew they'd be attacking from that side because the, they scored two goals on crosses from that side just a month ago. <laughs> That's where both their goals came from when we played them in MLS play, right? Where it was from that side. Uh, so, man, it's got to be, it's got to be better than that. Again, my my choice would have been to put Blessing out there from the start. And just deal with it, not being able to sub him in for seafood because, as you see, like crazy things happen, and he has to come in early anyway. So you're not you're not able to make that sub. So for me, you just start your best eleven, whatever that is. And Sebastian Ibaga is nowhere near this team's best eleven, even with all the injuries they have. Um. So I just really, really poor play from him. Continue, uh, continues. All right, Andrew Zucci. We blanked the bet every time at Dignity Health. Look like a completely different team. I'm just assuming this was letting Ibeaga play one last time before Kielini comes and they get rid of him. No business at a start as a starter at any position anymore. We got our blank kicked. Learn and move forward. Yeah, I mean learn and move forward and, and consolidate. And you know, now you don't have to worry about playing extra fixtures. Um So just focus on the season. And at this point, you know, that CCL spot is gone. You're not getting that one. So it really is be best in the West at this point. And in all likelihood, that's going to turn into being supporter shield uh, champs. But you've got to top the table because this team needs to be in CCL. Anything less from a team like LAFC is a failure. And last year, where they not only didn't make a CCL, but missed the playoffs altogether, that is a massive failure. And I'm not sure we talk about that enough, that this team didn't even make the playoffs last year. Um, that's like uh, hitting below the Mendoza line in baseball, right? Like it's, it's really, really poor. Uh, when only three teams don't make the playoffs in each conference and you're one of them. Yikes. Um so that's kind of a that's kind of an aside there, but uh yeah. For me, take this for what for what it's worth. You're out of it. Learn from it. You now know, you now know that Ibeaga cannot hang. You know that you don't have enough in the midfield. You know that you don't have enough forwards. You know that Carlos Vela is extremely injury prone, injury prone apparently. So take some lessons, take your medicine, fix it in the transfer window, and make CCL. That's item number one right now. Get one of those CCL berths from topping your, your conference and then go win an MLS Cup. Uh, but there's a lot to learn before we can say anything about LAFC winning tournament play like an MLS cup. Tom Camilleri at Bronco fan. 07 played for zero zero with zero ideas on offense. Acted like jackasses after the game and let us down again. Quite the hat trick. Yeah. I mean, oh, they went into the half. I felt like they were lucky to still be, uh, to be up zero or to be tied zero, zero, and it didn't take long for the floodgates to open after the second half. Uh, we already talked about the extracurriculars after the game, too. Uh La Vanda Popular, frustrating night, not time to freak out, played a well-coached team in their house with half of our starters injured. Uh, Vela, Segura, Escobar, Henry, half with Palacios, half with Brian, half with Hollingshead. More concerning is continued bad form for Ilié and Chicho. Ibeaga can never play right back again. So there's a lot here. Um, It is a frustrating night. I do agree that it's not exactly time to freak out. And I understand after 39 minutes of me yelling into a microphone at you all, (laughs) that's probably kind of rich. But like I said, they are first in MLS. So they're still playing well. They can still make something out of the season, right? This is far from over. But the Open Cup is over. And... What I will say it's it's it is a it's appropriate for fans to freak out about laFC not being able to win big games. The big matchup against Austin last week goes poorly. The big matchup against Philadelphia before that, while you escaped with a draw, it went pretty poorly. um this team, hasn't been able to put it together in big games and they continue to lose to galaxy. So the big games and the, and losing the rivalry so consistently is, is appropriate concern and it's an appropriate reason to freak out. I would say, but don't lose all the faith on the season because they can still put something together and make that happen. Um, I didn't think Ilya played poorly. I thought he was really, really foolish for giving away that ball that led to the second goal. I don't know why Uh, he decided to keep dribbling for so long and then uh, was so easily dispossessed, but that's something we saw from a lot of players tonight, especially Opoku. Opoku was the worst about this tonight, where as soon as he would beat one man, it's like, okay, well, now I'm just going to go beat the next one. I'm going to wait for the absolute perfect pass before I ever give this ball up and you see it lead to when he beat when he gets around Edwards in the second half and Edwards actually pushes him in the back he stays on his feet and tries to take on the next guy and ends up with a terrible shot there are runners open that he could have hit he could have gone down and earned the penalty but he's he's forcing it he's trying to make up the difference on his own um those are those are concerns that i have when I see guys like even Ilya doing that too, where they're pressing, 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 trying to do it all on their own. Jose Fuentes did it plenty tonight. Latif Blessing does it all the time. Um, There's just a lot of, a lot of guys that like to be on the ball thinking that they're going to make it happen. Um, And Ilya got caught doing it tonight. Uh, I talked about Chicho. I I think he didn't, I think he's one of those strikers that needs better service, man. And again, We've seen this team be great even when the striker isn't scoring goals as long as they're doing the right things and making runs. What I will say about Chicho is there were a couple of times when Brian Rodriguez got loose. Uh, there was a ball over the top from fall that was dropped in, and it's the one that Brian kind of miscued, and Chicho has got to be better about getting in behind the the back line there. He has to because that, then it's just an easy uh, pass across the top of the six, and it's a tap-in for him but he's got to be better about making those runs. But again, he's not hes not the kind of striker that's going to completely take over a game from midfield, drive to goal, do up two players on the way, and, and finish. That's not who he is. All right, Black Cats against government ineptitude. Um, great handle. That's the worst performance I've ever seen. Yeah, it's really poor. Uh, um, and then all the injuries and just... Yeah, I mean, it's just, you almost have to laugh about it at some point. All right. At Trucho. I tweeted it last time. We are going to play top of the table teams in the playoffs. Look at our record in the West. I don't care about the East because to meet the East, you have to get through the West. We asked for extra credit while not doing the actual work. That's our team. Yeah. Uh, they've slipped up in big games. Again, already already been through this and, and, Going back to uh, La Vanda Popular's comment about not freaking out. This is the reason to freak out is because when it comes to, like these are the games that you look at and you can kind of judge on how they're going to perform in the playoffs. And right now, they're not doing it. So got to fix it. Got to fix it. All right. At uh, at eighty, Allen Keith, just a gif. I'm not even surprised. At this point, you shouldn't be that they're going to lose to Galaxy. At this point, they have no benefit of the doubt against the Galaxy, whether playing home or away. Uh, They're going into that game, and they're going to look poor. They oftentimes con- concede an early goal, and it's just bad from there. Tonight, it was an early injury and not able to hang on for the entire game. At Matt Williams... um. Ebay, got right back. Went pretty. Uh, went predictably horrible. Does not have the pace or quality on the ball. But uh, if you put this game aside and assume Vela injury means no extension, things look pretty bright for a squad that is in first place. Is adding Chiellini and can add two more DPS this summer. Yeah, I mean that's totally fair. And assuming one of those DPS is an attacking midfielder that is legit, and assuming that you go out and get another winger that's uh, that can actually be productive then you're going to be in, in good shape. But that winger's got to be productive because we see, even with Vela, when he's not on, this team really struggles still, right? So hopefully, when by fixing the midfield and adding a good winger, then then you'd be okay. Um, At Sambar Amarath, embarrassing. Yeah, and I, I tweeted out after the game for LAFC players to just get off the field because they had already embarrassed themselves enough. At the Bacanal, Ibeaga is not even USL quality. We'd be better off throwing a jersey on the corner flag <laughs> than playing him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just put a training dummy out there and just let him sit, kind of like uh, inside the 18, right? Where right back is, you know, kind of off to the right side. Uh, he still do about as much. Uh, terrible in progression. Not not good defending either of those two goals. Just poor. Uh, at Jeff Talk, who should be the captain after we let Vela walk? Man, a lot of people talking about this, and I don't disagree. Um, I don't really care. Uh, I could see it being Ilya at this point. Um, I mean, it, it is a good question because I don't, uh, and that, maybe that's another insight into this team. I mean, we Josh and I have talked about is Vela even the right guy to be captain now? I, it's it, it's hard to think of Vela as any sort of leader because he's so inconsistent and so aloof right that you don't I, I you never quite know how engaged he is in the project Uh, and that goes back to the beginning I mean 2019 he was on fire and then I, but other than that it's kind of like uh, does he really care who knows who knows Um, it's probably really telling that I don't have a good answer. And again, I, I think by default, it's Ilie. um, depending on who comes in one of those DPs, it's likely them. But I mean, just to go through it, Escobar not on the field. It's not Mario. That's for sure. It's not fall. He's too young. Uh, and he's too, uh, like he's too like hot headed. and And you see him after the, after the game tonight, just, uh, just having to be restrained by so many different players. It's not Palacios. Um Blessing isn't on the field enough. Sifu, definitely not Sifu. Uh Brian Rodriguez is underperformer. Uh Chicho underperforming right now in most people's eyes. So I I don't know who it is. It's a good question. I guess you could give it to Kripo. <laughs> I don't know. Uh I mean he's always he always seems to be uh pretty level headed i thought the way he handled the Jovalich situation when uh Jovilić came running at him and he, he i mean he put his shoulder in him and and put him on the ground uh i want to see more of that i like the fact that the fact that edwards is involved in a scuffle with vela and vela comes off injured and 30 seconds later he's involved in a scuffle where opoku goes down as well and there is zero retaliation on edwards After the comments in the press, too, like, guys, do you really care? Like, you are just getting clowned on and injured. Like, you're, I, 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 that's just, that's just something I I don't want anybody to go stake his knee into the ground. But somebody, somebody's got to come in and set the tone. Somebody's got to be the enforcer. Um, and they don't, they don't have that. So I, if you ask me, they don't even really have a captain now and they don't, they definitely don't have an enforcer. So, ah, uh, just so frustrating. Um, anyway, we're on to, uh, the next game. It's really all you can do. Pick your head up. Hopefully you do better in the next game. You keep your standings in, in MLS and you just push forward with the season. Um, transfer windows coming around. And hopefully they can reload and um, and make a, a, a strong push at the end of this year. Um, you can follow the show at counterpress underscore. You can follow me at Kirk Kinsey. You can follow Josh at LAFC. Josh, we will talk to you all next time. Tonight.